0: Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service.
1: Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to your name, oh God. Glory to your name, O oh God. Glory to God. Father, I'm asking that your people would hear your voice today and not mine. Let your word shape us, change us, and mold us like only you can. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. amen. Please be seated in the house of the Lord, if possible. If not, stand up. I don't care. Praise the Lord. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? Come on, you ought to get comfortable with Bible words. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, Spirit of Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Open your Bible to Isaiah, chapter number 55. If you would prefer to pronounce it Isaiah, you can. Praise the Lord. Isaiah, Isaiah 55. Bring your Bible. Everybody say, bring your Bible. you got to bring your Bible to church. Not just because a preacher says it. you got to bring your Bible because this is where you learn to use it. Yeah. We're starting a new series today called The Love Affair. You're going to learn why it is so ravenously important for you to be in love with the Bible for yourself. My love affair with the Bible will not overtly change your life if you are not in love with the Bible. But if you don't know why you should love the Bible, you may never fall in love with the greatest gift. The greatest gift. It's almost unlawful to call it literature. But it's the greatest gift that has ever been given to humanity short of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because outside of the Bible, we don't even know the promises of God. And if you don't know the Bible, you have to relegate your belief to what somebody told you or a thought that runs through your head. And believe it or not, your thoughts will lie to you. You had some thoughts this morning driving here that you'd rather not had. Because your thoughts are fickle, but the word of God never changes. So you have to find out what the Bible says. And honestly, you have to find out for yourself what the Bible says. He said, well, I just want you to teach me. Well, I'm going to teach you a lot. But only babies and, and people who have some type of a need have to be fed their whole life. Sooner or later, you feed yourself. It's the natural progression of things. Like a baby... Sits in a high chair and we take a spoon that's coated in rubber. Come on, somebody. We we grind up the apples to where they are mush, and then we we put it in their mouth. And about twenty percent of it actually makes it all the way down. The rest of it is on their face and their their hopefully their bib if you put a bib on them. But if you're still doing that at 25. I'm not picking on anybody that has to be fed. I'm telling you there is a challenge there that, that, that requires something to happen that is not the, the natural progression of things. If you can read, you should be reading. If you're a Christian and you can read, you should be reading the Bible. There's no if ands, or buts about it. You, and, and let me just say this. By the time I'm done with this series, which it may take the rest of the month, by the time I'm done with this series... You're going to be able to go find things in the Bible that you said, you know what? If I knew where it was, I would read it. Where well, you're going to find out. Come on, somebody. We're going, to, we're going to fall in love with the Bible. So the Bible says, one of the things it says is that we call things that are not as if they were. So I'm going to give you a confession that we're going to make right now. And some of you, it might not be exactly the way it is now. You're not, You're not... You're not calling things that are as if they are. You're going to call something that's not as if it is, okay? So, so let's just say this together. Matter of fact, lift one hand and say, I am in love, am in love with the Bible. And I'm going to read the Bible for the rest of my life because found in its pages are the answers to every question and every problem that I may encounter. Thank you, God, for the word of the living God. Now give God a hand of praise for his word. It's the year of the arena at our church. That means passive and sideline Christianity is no longer an option. You cannot, you cannot be a critic when you're in the fight. You're too busy fighting. So for us, we're just going to live in the arena. And a part of living in the arena is getting good with our weaponry. Come on, somebody. The Bible calls the Bible the sword of the spirit a sword is what you fight with come on somebody so if you just meet your sword on the day of battle you might not be very you might not be very accustomed to swinging it but if you practice with that thing come on somebody if you work with that thing come on somebody if, if you spend time making sure that it's exactly how you thought it was going to be, now when it's time to fight, you're not learning it, you're fighting with it. If you're going to roof a house and, and you don't know how to use a, a hammer and a nail, I just want you to know the first part of your day is going to be a challenge. Not because you can't, it's because you have to go through a learning curve in order to be able to use the tool that's in your hand. So our learning curve with the word of God, we should be in a learning curve all the time because the word of God that's in your belly is what will flow out. The Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Now that's prophetic for those who put the word of God in them. If you don't have the word of God in you or if you just have one little old understanding, you might have some water flow out, but it might look more like a drop than a river. Come on, somebody. You got to put the word of God in you. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you get the word of God in you. And faith is a natural byproduct of the word of God coming in your ears. We'd like to reinvent things. We like to find an author that, that explains a book of the Bible or a section of the Bible to us before we even read that section of the Bible. I'm not saying we shouldn't read great teaching. There's phenomenal teachers out there. There's phenomenal uh, ministers that have written phenomenal uh, literature uh, and great works that can help us, but don't start with the explanation. Start with the source. I know this this might be a little contrary to what you thought because you thought Christians were supposed to be read the Bible on Sunday mornings then you just read chicken soup for the soul the rest of the time. That is not There's nothing wrong with reading chicken soup for the soul but if you don't have the word of God in you and you're putting somebody else's idea of the word of God in you you have somebody else's idea in you. That's what you have. I have great, great minister friends of mine ask me all the time what books are you reading? I usually have two or three books going at any time. I said but nothing's going to have my first love. I will never spend more time in another book than I spend in the Bible. And I've read the Bible cover to cover. So it's not like you you read it and that's it. It's, it's interesting, when you go back through it, it's like it starts reading you at a different level. Because now, every time you go through a part of the Bible or a segment of the Bible, it's like you're building on the foundation that you actually began to sit there. And now all of a sudden, like... It's like I don't know if this is like a good way to say this, but I'll say it. It's like living life with a cheat code. Like some of you guys out there that play video games, I personally do not play video games. My kids always try to talk me to play a Mario Kart, and I'm just like, whatever. Like like the, if they made the controller a little bigger, but the controller's like this big, and I can't be. I mean, rigor mortis will set in in my hand trying to make Yoshi go faster. You know what I'm saying? But there are some people that play video games, and they can get a cheat code, and like they see things in the game that other people don't see. When you get the Word of God in you, you start to be able to see things that the world can't see. I, I was talking to one of my great friends uh, this past weekend, and he was telling me about a, a call. He, he he was scheduling an appointment, and when he had this appointment scheduled. He was, he was talking to him and, and, and he said, man, I just knew in my spirit that, that I needed to share with him. So I, I said, you know, are you okay? You know, can I pray with you for anything? Before you know it, the person on the other side of the phone is just weeping on the phone. And he said, man, it was such a God thing. He said, I'm so thankful what God's doing at New Heights Church. that said, it's just pouring out everywhere. I said, praise the Lord. And we were both just agreeing. That's exactly how it's supposed to be for a Christian. Like you're not supposed to just see what everybody else sees. You're not a weather rock. Come on, somebody. You know weather rock like it'll tell you what the weather is if it's warm it's hot if it's cold it's cold if it's wet it's raining if it's wet and not cloudy there's probably a cow nearby <laughs> <laughs> you're not a weather rock come on you're, you're you're not you're not a you're not a thermometer you don't just tell what the temperature is you're a thermostat you change the atmosphere everywhere you go You're, 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 you're literally of a different kingdom and your life should look different. But if you don't know what the Bible says, you don't even know the constitution of your kingdom. So we have to know what the Bible says. We have to ravenously fall in love with the Bible. I I spent my, my college years sleeping on the Bible, literally, literally. I would put my head on that Thompson Chain Reference Bible and it was the only way I could sleep. It was a challenging season of my life. I would, I would go to work and then I when, I when I wasn't working, I was reading the Bible and I wrote my own concordance of almost every chapter of the Bible because I didn't want just to hear what somebody else thought. I just want to know what does it say. Like if I, if, if I need some help understanding something or, or, or want some help, I, 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 I 100% go after it. But I don't want to hear what a cookie tastes like. I want to taste the cookie. Come on, somebody. Like you, you don't know what chocolate tastes like by what somebody says it tastes like. That's why he said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus told the woman at the well, he said, if you took one drink of me, living water, woman, you would never thirst again. I'm living proof. You can drink up living water and you will never thirst for what the world has again. I'm not saying the world won't try to throw stuff at you and darts at you, but, but you gotta understand, you, you find out who you are with the Bible, then you fight with the Bible. But you don't fight against people because that's flesh and blood. You wrestle against all these spiritual things and then you just stand on the Word of God. And when you stand on the Word of God, you find out that the Bible actually, listen to this, the Bible can't fail, cannot fail. Cannot. That means anytime your mind says, I don't think God's working, you got to tell your mind, you're a liar. God is doing more right now than we could ever understand completely. And let me tell you something. If you understood what he really had planned for your life, you would crawl on your face up to this altar in fear because he's going to take you places that you don't think you're capable of going. I don't know. I don't know, God. He can't reveal everything he has planned for you because your mind can't get there and it has to go through your mind. That's why you see him part. That's why we see through a glass darkly. He sees, he shows you. The Bible says his word is a light and a lamp. A lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. I don't know about you, but, but, but a light doesn't turn corners. So you can point the light and he'll show you where you need to go right now. But when there's a day you need to make a turn, he's going to tell you to make that turn. And then you will see the next thing in front of you. That light's not making the corner that you're going to make. You got to get to that place. Then he'll turn you. The Bible says he holds the hearts of kings in his hand. Thank you for this revelation, Lord. He holds the hearts of kings in his hand. The book of Revelation says you're a king and a priest. He's got your heart in his hand just turning it every which way. That's why whenever you weren't whenever you were born again or you were out there living in the world or you were backslidden, you could care less about widows and orphans. Now we put a picture of a widow on the screen and you start crying because he took your heart and he made it soft again and he turned it towards the kingdom. But it happens through the word of the living God. So if you don't have the word, if you have excitement, you don't have the word. If you have, you can have everything else and not have the word and you actually have nothing. Jesus is the word made flesh. When John began to describe him in his canon or in his or in his uh, gospel, he says in the beginning was the word. We don't even know who Jesus is without the Bible. You don't know that David killed Goliath without the Bible. Everything hangs on the Bible. That's why he said true worshipers will worship him in spirit. Come on, somebody. Hand in truth. You can't, you can't get so crazy on truth that you miss spirit because now you're just a theology. But you can't get so crazy in the spirit that you don't know the truth because the devil will sneak in unaware and he'll just make you a weirdo. Is it okay to just be honest to church? He'll just make you a weirdo. And then before you know it, you'll be talking about, well, I've experienced this and I've experienced that. And you forget the Bible, you don't even know, the Bible says he will disguise himself as an angel of light. So if you don't have the word, when, 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 listen... Jesus gets baptized. Boom. John, John baptizes. God, the father speaks from heaven. He said, behold, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit descends, the form of dove rests on Jesus. The Bible says the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days. He fastened all of a sudden, the devil began to tempt him. And Jesus did not throw lightning bolts at him to defeat him. He effectively said, the Bible says blank. He defeated, he defeated Satan with just quoting the scripture. If the son of the living God, if the, if the fullness of the Godhead bodily, if the word made flesh thought it was important to quote the scripture, I don't think we should care about sounding too churchy. I don't, I don't think it's, I I think that society is dying for truth. And I think, see, a lot of people treat Jesus as if, as if he has to be explained. I have found that he just needs to be loosed. The Holy Spirit does not have to be explained if he is present. That's why so many dead churches spend so much time explaining what he's like. Because he ain't there. Jake, come up here for a second. We can't have a service without bringing Jake up here. Y'all give him a big hand. Now, say you haven't seen Jake before. And I said, well, let me tell you about Jake on a Sunday morning. This brother is wearing a chain on his neck that you could pull uh, your truck out of the mud with if you need to. It has a cross on it. He probably has cowboy boots on. Praise the Lord, he has cowboy boots on. Not only that, this brother is wearing a Paul Bunyan red flannel shirt just in case he needs to chop down a tree when he leaves service. And I have explained to you what Jake looks like and is like on a Sunday morning. But if you are in his presence, Everything I just said was unnecessary. So when it comes to the things of God, thank you, Jake. I actually love that shirt. When it comes to the things of God, many things have to be explained, but there's a lot in your Bible that just has to be experienced. And if you start telling people how this doesn't happen anymore, that doesn't happen anymore, this doesn't happen anymore, and then it doesn't happen at your church, don't be shocked. (laughs) Because it all flows through belief. So if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Then you'll act like it's not real. So that's why you have to go to the word of God and not live off of your experience. Because your experience will lie to you. What you have experienced does not set the kingdom. The word of God sets the kingdom. So we're just trying to find out what are our tools and how do we swing them. Come on, somebody. Because there's a day coming when you're going to need it. And that day is not the day you need to learn how to use the Bible. Let me tell you how, how many times it has to be in the Bible to be true. I'll tell you what I do. I put a scripture on it. Any, anything. It doesn't matter to me. It, it, it doesn't matter to me. I learned this from incredible men of God. And I've learned it from, from living, with, living for God and, and having him speak to me through his word. Having him, having him whisper to me uh, through the Holy Spirit. But what you need is you need a scripture to put on something if you've got a problem. You start, you start coming down with something, you need to find Isaiah 53.5. You say, well, how, well, wait a minute. If I'm healed, how come I got this happening? Well, let me tell you something. The devil is a lawbreaker. Like a new law doesn't stop burglary. All it does, all the new law does is, is set the punishment for burglary. But you as a citizen are not responsible To go and arrest the burglar. You got some rights. Those rights are if you're a citizen of College Station, you can pick up the phone and dial 911. And somebody will come and put shiny bracelets on the person that tried to burglarize whatever you have. And not because, not because it was you, but because you're a citizen of the kingdom or the region and as a citizen you got some rights but if you don't know you can call nine one one. come on somebody you'll sit there and be frustrated when all you had to do was call when you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven come on somebody when you're a citizen of the kingdom of god that's why i said having done everything you need to do just stand lord said i'll take care of it vengeance is mine says the lord you'll learn how to pray for your enemies Because the minute you get a picture of what the vengeance of God looks like to the people who do you wrong, you'll start asking God, don't do it to them. But if you don't know the Bible, you'll be out there trying to get everything back yourself. And God will just do it. Anything ever stolen from you, you have a legal right to sevenfold return. But if you don't know it, and you don't believe it, and you don't stand on it, you'll never see it. And then you'll say, well, it never works for me. Well, you didn't believe it, but you can't believe it unless you know it. Is this making sense? I'm a very simple person. I'm from East Texas, almost Louisiana, but glory to the Lamb of God, I'm not. Come on, somebody. That close to a crawfish eater. You know what I'm talking about? Praise the Lord. We're boots and hats over here. You know what I'm talking about? I sense the presence of God so strong. And the reason is because he knows how important his Bible is. He wants you to get it. Somebody say, get it. All right, open your Bible to Isaiah chapter 55. We're going to wrap this up in 16 minutes or less. Fingers crossed. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. You can translate that word thoughts to plans. God's plans are not your plans. If you look at everything on a micro scale, you'll have questions until you're blue in the face. But if you will relinquish, relinquish your will to be subject and subordinate to his will, you will have access to plans that are greater than you could ever come up with. My thoughts, this is God speaking, are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my plans or thoughts are higher than your plans or thoughts. Can we all agree that God is above his ways are greater than our ways. In society, it will say you're going to need to make sure and step on somebody's neck to make sure you get ahead. But he says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up or elevate you. That does not sound like the world. Those are, that's a different set of, that's a different method It's a different tactic. But his ways are higher. They are above our ways. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud or grow, that it may give, listen to this, seed to the sower and bread to the eater, The same way that rain comes from up to down and it brings life, that's the way the kingdom works. The kingdom doesn't come from here, there. Jesus, how do we pray? Pray this way. Our Father which art in heaven, uh, hallowed be thy name. He said, thy kingdom come, which is here, down here like it is there. His ways are above our ways. But if if you spend your life trying to pursue and find out his ways, you will have a value-added life. But if you spend your life trying to convince everybody else why your ways are the ways, then you will be frustrated because sooner or later, you will hit a dead end that you cannot explain. Sooner or later, you will hit a snag that you cannot explain. And if you decide to go your way instead of God's ways, the devil will try to help you be successful. Can we just be real on a Sunday morning? If you'll refuse to follow God's ways and not pursue his ways from his Bible, the enemy will actually work with you. Because he wants you to be successful outside of the Bible. The problem is his ways are also subject and subordinate to God's ways. So what happens is our goal then is to find out what is your plan? What are your ways like? How do I love my wife? Now, certainly all the emotions and everything is beautiful, But how does a man of God that loves you love his wife? How do I do that? Do you know how much money you could save right now from all counseling and everything else if you would just find what the Bible says about your problem and do that? How do I love my husband? Well, the world says, I'm not even going to say it because we have kids in the room. The world says marriage is A, B, or C. The devil is a liar. We're not mad at anybody. If they want to write laws, they can write laws. We'll vote the other way. But at the same time, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. That means we're not going to lose our breath trying to wear everybody out that doesn't line up with the Bible. Isn't it weird when you actually understand like sinners actually sin? Why are we shocked? When, when did we decide that Congress was church? My Bible says that we are above all nations. We are also the best citizens of the nation that we happen to live in. Because he also tells us to render unto Caesar. What's Caesar's? He tells us to uh, honor those that are in authority. The only times that we stop is whenever something outlandishly contradicts what he tells us to do. And then we say, hey, our God's ways are higher than your ways. You should have left us alone. You should have left us alone. Because the blessing is on the people of God, the blessing is on the people. So for you and for me, we have to understand that his ways are above our ways. Verse 11, so shall my word be. Let's go back to verse 10, please. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not there but waters the earth, And makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So this is setting up the next verse. Next verse, please. So shall my word be. It will be like the rain that falls and the snow that falls. It comes from high and replenishes low. It comes from high and brings life here. This is what the Bible does. Somebody say the word. When he's talking about the word, he's talking about the Bible. Isaiah was saying this because there was no Bible yet. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. That means it will accomplish what he said it would do. It will accomplish his intended purpose. The Word of God cannot fail. It's not going to go back to God and say, Sorry, it didn't work. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You remember the Bible says that God is the fullness, that Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. Jesus, of course, is the Word made flesh. Jesus will not return unto him without having accomplished what he sent him to do. He went and paid the price to ransom you and me. We are a part of the victory of the kingdom of heaven sending the only begotten son, Jesus, the only begotten son to come pay the price for us. And and if God interchangeably uses his son, Jesus, and the word, he interchanges those words, how much more ought we pay attention to his holy Bible? But if you don't know how to use it, now all of a sudden you're trying to figure out how to use it when it's time to actually fight with it. If you uh, join the military, you're going to go to basic training and they're going to tell you how to use uh, whatever type of uh, uh, government issue, uh, uh, military rifle that you would need to use. But they don't tell you how to do that in the trench when you're on the battlefield. When you're on the battlefield, you're expected to use it. But if you don't know how to use it, you'll be sitting there going, hey, where, how, do I put the, how do I put the ammo in this thing? Where do I go? Yeah, and then, and then the, the guy who does know how to use it is going to go uh, point around in that way. Praise the Lord. So you got to figure out, how do I use this Bible? But the first step is being in love with the Bible because you understand God himself identifies his son through the word of God. And every promise you can access is found and entwined in its sacred text. But if you don't know it, or if, or if somebody you, somebody may have told you something that's not right... And Do you know how many people I know that are living their life off of something somebody said to them? Do you know how many people I know that live their life off of some stupid cliche out of a movie? Some some a uh, uh, song that played on the radio and they're living their whole life by that because it struck a chord and they have no idea that there are executives and writers that sit in rooms and they literally write that music so it will hit the chord that's on the inside of a certain group of people and only for that people to pay for it and then be stuck in that ideology Oh, those Christians are crazy, lifting their hands and shouting. Have you ever seen a rock concert? (laughs) And I love a good concert, I'll be honest with you. I'm not knocking a concert, but have you ever seen that? And then they call us crazy for lifting our hands to the one who actually made our hands. you gotta you gotta get the word in you or you won't even know these things are the principles of god they are the secrets of heaven written for you and i to glean from and understand so that we do not live like the world but we elevate above the world that's what the bible is you gotta be radically in love with the bible don't you come in church and 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 tune out when it's time to talk about this book Don't you spend your, 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 your week at home and, and think that a 90-minute service is going to overwhelm the 27 hours of Netflix. Don't read every news site from top to bottom and then think the Bible verse a day that popped up on your timeline is enough to get the devil off of your family you didn't even look it up it just popped up can god use that sure he can use it but why can't god use you to post that and set somebody else free i'm talking about being in love with the word i don't know what the future going to look like in every way but don't you ever let anybody take the bible from you Don't you ever let anybody take the Bible from you. Don't you ever let somebody tell you you can't read the Bible out loud. It's worth prison. It's worth death. It's worth anything you need to endure. But don't you ever let them take that holy book from you. We send missionaries all over the world and into Asia a lot of times. I get get videos from the missionaries a lot of times. And they're showing what happens when Bibles are brought to them in their language. There's one friend of mine, he went and there was 400, there was 400 Christians, this is in China, 400 Christians in China, they had no Bible. And you and me treat it, we treat it like it's just a book. Because we have so much access to it It's on paper and leather It's in our phones It's in our iPads It's on the Facebook It's on the Instagram It's on the internet Oh, we can read at any time And because of our access We leave it laying dormant And one gets among them And they weep And they, the ink begins to run on the pages Because the words of life itself That they are literally being fed by Are now accessible to them You 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 can't go halfway in this kingdom. There's actually not an option for that. That's the world that snuck in. That's the world that snuck in. I'm trying to make it act like we're, we're like everybody else. You're only like everybody else if you act like everybody else. 2021 is the year of Bible study. If I had a little bit more time, I would take you through some things, but don't miss next week when i here. It's going to be incredible, but don't miss this month. This This may just go, I don't know, it may go months, I don't know. But my sincere desire for you is that any thought, any fiery dart that comes your way That you would be loaded with the word of God so that you would know you can elevate the shield of faith and quench anything thrown at you. But if you don't know, you're dealing with things that you don't have to deal with. Because if the devil loses your soul, he just wants to keep you busy. Have you ever met that person that every day of their life it's different drama? I don't mean this disrespectful, but that is not the way it has to be. You can go through the same stuff and still not be living a dramatic life. Because you find out what the word says. Because when you find out you have victory, now now it's just a now it's just a foregone conclusion. Now I'm just enduring. How long? Till the victory shows up. Well, do you have victory? Of course I have victory. Where is it? In the unseen realm. Well, what do I do? Having done all to do, I'm going to stand. Stand on what? Stand on the word. Why? Because it's a firm foundation. Well, what happens if it doesn't work? See, that's impossible. That's called doubt. Unbelief is it won't work. Doubt is what if it doesn't work? Faith is contrary to doubt and unbelief. So you need more faith. How do I get more faith? Hearing and hearing the word of God. So when you have a problem, what you really need is not necessarily the problem gone. You need more faith. Where do I get my faith? From the word. You see how this works? Like we tried to make it complicated. It's not complicated. And now granted... Jake's about to do our, our, our declarations. But I'm going to break the Bible down to you over the next several weeks. And if, if it has looked like the dictionary to you or an encyclopedia after this series, it, it's not. It's going to look like a resource. Because the devil will tell you, oh, it's too big. You can't even find the answers. It's, I mean, it is big, but like, we're not stupid. Come on, somebody. God gave you a brain. You have the mind of Christ. I want to show you where the answers to your problems are. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how, how, how God itemized for you and for me. There's 66 books in the Bible, the Bible that, that, that we have. Six plus six is 12. 12 is always the number of government. The Bible was supposed to govern Christianity, a.k.a. the kingdom. But if, but if we don't know what it says that's like getting pulled over and you didn't know the speed limit well I didn't know the speed limit what's the cop say oh here's your ticket have a nice day but if you know now you at least have the choice that you can follow it come on somebody but if you don't know you'll, you'll, you'll be living your life and trying to figure out why it's not working This week, if you can. This week, if you can. Get a hold of the book of John. Just read it this week. Here's what I tell every new believer that I talk to. Read the book of John and try to find Jesus the whole time. What did he say? What did he do? Did he point something out? Did he ignore something? What did he do? Because he's the same then as he is now and as he will be. So whatever you see him do in the book of John, and Matthew, and Mark, and Luke, but we're talking about John right now, whatever you see him do, he's doing that today. And don't you let anybody with any, doesn't matter who the world says they are, or religion says they are, don't you ever let anybody convince you that Jesus is not exactly who he said he is. Can you give God a hand of praise this morning?
0: I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media.